Welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 76, Sean of the Dead. Hello and welcome back. I am your host as always, Hugh Lloyd, and the Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres, because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello, 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 hello. I hope you are all well and safe in these really, really difficult, troubling times. Um, we've got a really fantastic episode uh, talking about one of my favourites, one of my all-time favourites. I love this film. It's a great film. Of course, we are talking Shaun of the Dead. Now, before I introduce my very, very special co-host, let's check out the trailer. ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Have you ever felt that you're turning into a zombie? Maybe you're not alone. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your homes and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. So, what's the plan? Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got a girl, Lizzie? Because I love her. All right, gay. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am joined by the one, the only, my brother from another mother, Mr. Leighton Winston. How the devil are you, sir? Damn man. How are we doing? I'm all right. All right. It's been, what, a couple of weeks now? It's been a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. What was the last? Yeah, was, we... was it indie? Was it indie or was it the confessions? It was confessions. Uh, it was confessions. I've had some shit over <laughs> as well. Oh my god! I've had, I've had abuse. I've had, <laughs> I've had ver- verbal warnings over friendships. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I genuinely did have some grief. I really did have some grief. So the question is, have you actually watched anything off that list? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I've... To be honest, um, being back in work and not being able to have the time that I did initially, shall we say, Yeah. Um, sort of curtailed it, and then Netflix released... The, na- the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, it's immense, isn't it? It's immense. Who, I've watched it twice. It's that, it's that good. I've watched it twice. 
yeah. and that has sort of curtailed everything and my watching has gone very what's the word odd i don't yeah sort of, yeah I, yeah i, I know I, what you mean. I've, I've, i for example my, my wife came home with um 1917 the sam mendes film oh yeah film. yeah i missed it in the cinema and we sat down and watched it together and it's fantastic it's, it's a br- brilliant film um the only thing that spoiled it for me is i could i saw the first edit because it's, it's yeah. mostly one continuous yeah, yeah 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 but i saw the first edit and i sort of kept an eye out for where the next one was going to be and it's 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 terrific filmmaking. Um so I, I watched that the like but the last dance has sort of consumed everything. It's just it's immense. do you know what's amazing? I know we're off slightly off topic before we get on to our main uh, onto our main discussion, but what I love about forget how what superstars those guys were. Yeah. And just I what just, amazing would, athletes. Yeah, and it and you know, a player would come on to it and he'd be like, Oh my god. Like, oh my god and yeah and you know you've seen his faces and it's like my god he completely sort of your mindset is gone because it was yeah. 20 odd years ago yeah and um you, you know, you, know that, that... you also forget what a fucking lunatic dennis rodman is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a complete and and as michael jordan himself says you letting him go for 48 hours to las vegas and his and his, his face like going this isn't going to end well, you know, and, <laughs> and it doesn't. And um, no, it's it's phenomenal, and it it that's sort of curtailed. And I still I I have some of those films still on my Skybox in my DVD Blu-ray collection, still there, ready to go. And I just I'm got down. I can't. I just look. I watched the new Elijah Wood film this week, right? Well, is that any good? Come to Daddy. Yeah, it is. It is mental. It's meant. I like. I did enjoy it. I gotta be honest. I, I did. disagree. You, it's, it, it's it's right up your street. Honest to God. Well, I feel I, I feel an episode coming on. <laughs> now we're obviously we are we you and we're talking about a film that I suppose and I, two thousand and four this came out, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, time's not slowing down. It's getting quicker. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. But then, what I, I've just realised, this film has become, um, it's become part of culture. It's become part of everyday, almost viewing. Because somewhere on domestic television, this film is always on. And yeah. what I love about it is the fact that it hasn't diluted it. No. And sometimes over familiarity breeds contempt. I don't think there's ever been labelled at this film because no, no. It, it, it's 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 part of the fabric. It it's impacted in popular culture. Um, it's 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 something. It's it's almost comforting in the background, well, and, isn't it? And, and it, to be perfectly honest, it's kind of a. Um... It's a bit of a dry run for for the bullshit that's going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would I would say that you know we did the the film is not to watch and to watch, didn't we? A couple of weeks yes. back, well, Christ, two months ago now. Yeah, two months yeah. ago, and 
know, and I still haven't had a wash. <laughs> I'm joking. I have. I have. My wife. You know, I have a good. St- I have a good stand-up wash in the sink every week. <laughs> Bath once a week on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, drying my hair in front of the fire watching Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, waiting for the money. Pro- wait, waiting for the money program to finish. Uh, or, <laughs> or you know, your weekend's really over when fucking heartbeat comes on. Yeah, yeah. And the- London burning. London's burning. Oh no, no! You know, you got an hour then, ready for school. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. misery. The misery. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we-, <laughs> we are talking, of course. Shaun of the Dead from 2004, uh, directed by the incredible Edgar Wright, uh, written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, um, starred Simon Pegg, you know, the wonderful Nick Frost, uh, Kate Ashfield, who's brilliant in this, Lucy Davis, one of my all-time favourite comedians is Dylan Moran, I love Dylan Moran, he's just, he's just superb, um, you know, you got, I, I right, I'm going to butcher his name. Peter Serafinosko. Peter Serafinosko. That's the one. That's the one who then went on to play the tech. Yes, I've never seen the tech. Yeah. I've never seen it. Rounds Is it another... any good? No, it's terrible. I hated it. <laughs> well, there we are. I'll speak to you about something about the tech off air. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll speak to you off air about it, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, smug. I found it a bit smug. Don't know why, just uh, probably in a bad mood watching it, but, you know, uh, hey-ho. Anyway, like I said, this came out in 2004. It's got a superb cast. Of course, you've got um, (laughs) Bill Nighy pops up in this. You've got Rafe Spall pops up in this. Um, You've got Trisha Goddard, isn't it? Old Trisha. You know, Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a great, great, great cast. You've got Jessica Hines. Um, mm-hmm. you got you know it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful cast. I love it. Martin Freeman, Rishia Smith. You know, it's just I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, even Chris Martin pops up in it, and even that can <coughs> even that can't can't even ruin this. <laughs> right, first off the bat, I'm a Coldplay fan, and I don't fucking care what you think about it. We took the kids to see, it was the first concept a couple of years back. And to be honest with you, the concept was unreal. They were brilliant. It was so good. And I was speaking to somebody who lives a couple of streets over from me, who lives and breathes music, goes to Glastonbury every year, goes concerts here, there and everywhere. And he went to that concert and I thought, him going, and I was like, so what do you think? And he said to me, to be honest with you, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And this is a guy who, you know, lives and breathes like, like local music scenes. And, you know, he, he could not enthuse enough, much like myself, because it was fantastic. But anyway, back to Sean of the Day. Back to the Sean of the Day. <laughs> so um, how would you sum yeah. this one up? How would you sum this? Because it's a really simple plot. So how would you sum the plot up? Guy splits up with his girlfriend and tries to get back with her during a zombie pandemic. Absolutely fantastic. It's great, isn't it? It's such it's, a simple, all, simple idea. It's all it is. And uh, it, it's 
and people forget it's only 99 minutes long. So, yeah. it's, you know, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It doesn't prolong anything. It's it's funny beyond belief. It's scary. It is. And, and um, the thing is, it's such a... I think what's the right word to use? It's got his, his feet in the right camps at the right times. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And, you know, we all know that it, it, it was born from Spaced and, you know, the TV show and, you know, much of the cast from Spaced uh, feature somewhat in this and the rest of the Canetta trilogy. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's that that energy and that sort of humour transposed into a different set of characters, yeah. a different idea. Um, and it transports brilliantly and... I think one of the things I like the most about Shaun of the Dead is it's almost effortless. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, and look, I'll say off the bat, as wonderful I think, as I think this film is, and it is terrific beyond belief, it's not Citizen Kane at the end of the day, is it? Oh, no, no, it's no, not, no, no. It's not high art. And no, 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 no. But the thing is, it wears that on its sleeve perfectly. Yes. You know, if we are giving you a British comedy zombie film that happens to have a love story in it. And yeah. that's that's what it is. And yeah. that's that's and it does it so well and it knows it does it so well. Yes. That you can't help but get swept along because the humour is it's 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 crass and it's rude, you know, and it's it's profane. But the thing is, it's 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 so relatable. Oh, you God, can't it's, help. it's it's very and what I love about this it is very real from the very beginning of this film it is mm. everything about this is something that you could actually or you know is happening yes. and and you know and it sounds I know it sounds awful and not to make light of the current situation that we are in but there are actual people that I worked with I'm not gonna name names who were kind of oblivious to everything that was going on around them until it really, really, really hit the fan. Yeah, and I think to to an extent, and it it's in and in, it's quite laid it's laid on quite thick in the beginning of you know everybody sort of being in their own bubble. Yeah, and you know everybody being shuffling along, and you know, yeah, the, 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 you know what's the difference to the some of the some of the background characters. To the, the current characters as zombies, yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no difference between the correlation, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, there's a lot of people walking around going, oh, "Well, nothing, nothing new, nothing different." And, yeah. But no, there, there is an awful lot wrong at the moment. Yeah. This yeah. Time. And we, we we weren't talking for 25 minutes before no, we started we recording no, this, no, were we? No, no, no. no, 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 no you know, no. putting putting the world to rights and talking about. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite I wouldn't say it's precedent, it precedent but it's um, yeah there are a lot of yeah you know, it, it, it 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 addresses things in a very British way as well. Ab- isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I you know and this film is littered with references. You know, and it, yeah. you you got the of course the, you know the key inspirations Romero's films. You know, Night mm-hmm. Day uh, and you know Night Dawn and Day. And you've got the, mm. you know, particularly Dawn, because, you know, um, Simon Pegg did um, an awesome introduction to the audio book of Dawn of the Dead uh, and All talks right. about his obsession with Dawn of the Dead. 
as a young boy. And, you know, the fact that it ended up on the video nasties list and that he couldn't see it, but yet he'd seen this film in his head a thousand times from all the pictures from like Fangoria and from, mm. you know, from sort of reading anything that he could about it. And you, and again, Edgar Wright is, a, you know, was very much in the same sort of vein, sort of obsessed with that sort of that world that Romero had created. And there are brilliant nods throughout to all of Romero stuff. Absolutely. You know, you get the, the when they're all sat on the bus and they're all just staring straight ahead. The fact that all the zombies and the you know still the people flock to the pub, which yeah. is which is very very much a British thing is you know yeah. you know and lo- I you know I remember having you know listening to a conversation on the streets and hearing people being absolutely dismayed that they're closing the pubs, yeah. Yeah, just just like the end of the, that that was it that was it yeah, they cut I, you know this is you know I I, I will admit to you that the one thing that's happened during this is that. Listeners may not be aware of that I like socialising with my mates and having a release <laughs> from my family, from my work, and I like catching up with my mates and having a couple of beers. And if there's sport on that, that just adds to my, you know, my release, shall we say? <laughs> so, so for us, and we're, we're all texting each other regularly, going, "Do you know when this is over? What's the first thing we're going to do?" And we've all said we go into a pub. It's going to be the party of, of the millennia, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a very, very British thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, this of you know, Sean is the first in the Canetto uh, trilogy mm-hmm. uh, because we got Hot Fuzz after this, and then we got The World's End. Um, right after that, can I, can I, yeah, can I just say something about the Canetto trilogy? Mm. Out of the three films. Mm. I think it's arguable to say the Hot Fuzz is probably the best of the three, not by much. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think it's probably it's, and not by no. It's probably a more by, rounded film. Yeah, yeah, and I think what Hot Fuzz does in in and of itself is tremendous, considering where it's set in Wells. In oh sense, God, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, and Wells Wells is a beautiful town. It's a beautiful town. And to see all that anarchy that occurs yeah. in and around is, um, is 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 crazy. But I think I really look at the three as a whole. I think it does sort of chop and change. You know, Shaun of the Dead is 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 the original. Hot Fuzz is the bigger, yeah. bigger brother. Yeah. The world world's end. I I like the world's end. I I own the world's end. It's yeah. good, and it's got a it's got a starrier cast. And as much that you know, albeit that it's added. Um, Paddy Considine and yes. um, Eddie Marsan, and you know it's it's fan it's fantastic. It's good to see them all bouncing off each other. Yeah, but it's the lesser of the three of, of the films compared. Yeah, yeah, and in some ways, it's probably the cleverer of the three. Um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, but it's I just a, think it's, it's, you know, Wills is it, 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 when you dig like deep into it and sort of you know, it's quite a complex story, you know, and uh, it sort of explores. I think sort of far more like emotional ideas and deaths yeah. i yes, mean you know it does. It does. but it doesn't quite hit the same high notes as sean and hot fuzz no no and i think that the funniest out of them is probably sean yes uh but um you know they are in and of the universe isn't it the, yes the connector universe you know yes the one thing ta- tagged upon is a, a, a bloody ice cream which is yeah <laughs> yeah but 
Perfect. Oh, it's a, it's a superb. It's you know, and it's a superb film. And what I you know, one of the things that um, all I love, absolutely love in this, is that sort of that moment uh, where they're all sat round the table in the pub, and the girlfriend is there and really not happy, and you got, mm. and then you get you know Nick Frost's opening line <coughs> is just, it's just, it's just like it's so real and he's so obnoxious but yet you yeah. know he's so funny at the same time and he's yeah. you know, the wrong person to have at that moment in your relationship yeah yeah and it sort of sets the marker for the rest of the film and yeah. that's that 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 in that in it's the brilliance of the writing then of edgar Wright and simon Pegg yeah. by setting having that open setting in where will ultimately be the main location of the yeah film. yeah and you know, this is this is these these are these people. The this is how they operate. Yeah. And these how this is how they speak, and the benchmark is set, isn't it? And yeah, it's 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 a bit of it's a bit of genius. And I'm not going to see bomb. You've you've see bombed already. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to repeat it. But one one thing I will say is, obviously, you set up with your main protagonists in and around that table. And it's so brilliantly done in in as much that when they turn, they're talking about you know you got you got to you know you got to let your friend go. I don't mean in a in a bad way and you know looking then to see yeah. the characters actually there who's been spoken about. Yeah, that's really that's really really clever. Yeah, and um, but each cat you can sort of almost associate with each person. Yeah, 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 his, and it's. It's it just sets everything up so so perfectly. Yes. But um, one thing I wanted to say about Nick Frost, um, I, I I've got both Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's autobiographies. Have you read? No, I haven't read them. No. Simon Pegg's is 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 good, albeit that he's inserted like a comic that's thread throughout it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I like a sci-fi comic, and it's it sort of detracts from, you know, a, a good story because he's a natural storyteller. Yeah. Nick Nick Frost is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's really really melancholy, and yeah, it's not without humorous stories, you know, and anecdotes, and you know, his friendships and his relationships, but it's heartbreaking because it's it's basically like a me- a, a memorial. In memoriam of his parents. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, it's it's hard. It's not hard going. It's it's heartbreaking to yeah to read. You know this this guy who's like you know ordinarily is you know a very happy and funny man, right? Yeah, yeah. But to, to read you know what's happened in his life, it's really quite sad. Yeah, and yeah. it is really quite sad, and. Again, they always say that the, the best comics are the saddest people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know, you look at like you, you know, you look at Robin Williams. You know, Steve Martin is not the wild and crazy guy off camera. He's no. very, very serious, very yeah. serious. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, you sort of you see that don't you time and time again with com- with, with comedians. Lenny Bruce, another great example of somebody who is you know very intense, very, very you know. Mm. Um, but then yet they bring that you know they bring this wonderful freedom to it and i think you know this 
I mean, Nick Frost's performance in this is is superb, and he's the perfect balance to the film because yeah, because because Sean could be quite great in as a character if it wasn't for having the balance of Ed with him. Yeah, yeah, and ultimately, Sean is the is an everyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. He is, he, and and that's you know that's that 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 is what's so brilliant about this film is that the everyman is put into an extraordinary situation. Yes. But he's got to drag. He's got to drag along the monkey on his back. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has, and um, this that's why that dynamic works so well, isn't it? Because yeah. the yin and yang, and you know they, they they've worked together on. How many films is it now? Five, six yeah, films. Yeah, I know yeah. they, 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 they connect the trilogy. They wrote Paul. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, they're in which I thought was Slaughterhouse Rules. Yes, yeah, Slaughterhouse Rules. They're in Tintin. We, we forget. Yeah. yeah. See, Tintin Thompson is, and Thompson. Tintin is one of those films that just kind of disappeared, didn't it? I, I yeah, and I think I don't know why because it it, it it wasn't a, a flop. Far from it. Yeah, I think it might have been a victim of motion capture and three D sort of diminishing slightly. Yeah, yeah. Because we we talked about motion capture loads of times, and you know, was it the the, the Dead Valley? Yeah, the Uncanny Valley. Uncanny, Uncanny Valley. It's down to the Dead Eyes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, but I thought Tintin was really good, and then it's, it's a Steven Spielberg film at the yeah, end of the day, right? Yeah. And and I, I just I think it waned really quickly. And least we forget, Edgar Wright wrote Tintin. Yeah, he was one of the writers on it. Yeah, with with Joe Cornish, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's a great. Yeah. Deal. What a pairing. Yeah, yeah, and I I I do quite lament that Edgar Wright didn't make a Marvel film because. You know, he put he, for the sounds of it, he put he put his heart and soul into making Ant Man, yeah. and basically, the, it Marvel said, right, well, you've got to have twenty eight cans of Dr Pepper in this shot, and it's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, but you could have this, you could have this Taco Bell, and it's yeah. like, no, I don't want to do that, and it's, yeah, and I I can see why he didn't make it, but there we are. It's it, it's yeah. a shame. Yeah, and I mean, and this film. What I love about it is, you know, of course, we had space space before this, but this <clears> has the this film has all the ingredients, and like they hit the ground running with this, and yeah. you know, and and you know the filmmaking in this is superb, the filmmaking mm-hmm. skills in this is are absolutely superb. And like we said, it's scary when it needs to be, it's funny when it's in it when it is, it's you know, there's enough pop culture references in it to sort of yeah. to hit the right note without going ah. Oh, we get yeah, it. No, yeah, and I, speaking of the pop culture references, there's an exchange between um, Sean and Pete in the kitchen. Yes. And uh, saying he's got to go, you know, you've got to get rid of him and all the rest. On the DVD, <laughs> and by the way, if you if you haven't got this on DVD, buy it just for the DVD extras because the DVD extras are astonishing. Mm. In the DVD extras... There's a version of that scene mm. where they do it as Lennon and McCartney. Mm. <laughs> right? And, of course, Peter Serafinowicz is from Liverpool. Yeah. So the acts, right? And in fairness to Simon Pegg, they get it perfectly. And they actually filmed it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's brilliant. It's absolutely... 
absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, going what you're saying, yeah, they did hit the ground running. Um, the confidence was there, wasn't it? You know, we've got this script. It's going to work. It's, we've got this cast. We've got the right people. And probably bringing in people like uh, Bill Nye to give it a little bit of gravitas. Penelope yeah. will... will yeah, i, I got to be honest, you know? Bill Nye as the stepdad in this is amazing. He is absolutely amazing. And and he says, it's when he says, I ran it under a cold tap after he's had it bitten. <laughs> it's just genius. It's such a genius line. And it's so well delivered. The child block's still on the card as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, class. And then he class. turns the music down. Yeah. He turns yeah. the music that's blaring, the motorhead that's blaring. <laughs> it's just absolutely brilliant. And that moment where, like, Simon Pegg and um, Penelope, it's Wilson, is it Wilson? Wilson? No, Penelope Wilton. Wilton, that's right. Cause she's, and she's wonderful as well in um, yeah. the new Ricky Gervais series, um, Afterlife. Afterlife. Which I avoided watching, and I got to be honest, I did cry like a big, like a big baby after see, watching series one. Have I, ever, have I ever talked about on this podcast here about Ricky Gervais? No, you haven't. You've been very restrained. Uh, he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> you were blocked. True story. By Rick, you were blocked by Ricky Gervais on Twitter. Yep. Why were you blocked by Ricky Gervais? Because I think I told him that the first Simpsons episode that he wrote is hands down the worst Simpsons episode ever. <laughs> oh my God, that's genius. I love it. I love Not, it. Uh, and and I wouldn't say it's sad with my relationship because, you know, it, it never had one. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 did, I did watch the first season of Afterlife and thought it was good. I didn't think it was earth shattering. I thought it was good. And then the second one came out, and then I was reading people gushing over it, and I just like I have watched it. To be honest with you, I think because I think emotionally where I was with the whole thing, I think it just sort of like hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, to be honest, it was like a, it was like being bludgeoned over the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that's my uh, that's my little anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, like anyway, as I said, you know the. Penelope Wilton and Bill Nighy are just superb in this. And then you even get the great line, you know, the fact the mother's called Barbara as well, which, which you know, is, which is a reference yeah. to Night of the Living Dead. But the fact her name is Barbara, which is such a British name, you know, yeah, in any, yeah. you, know, you get the great line, we're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it's superb. And like that, that yeah. entire, the scene where Sean and his mother are having a conversation and Sean doesn't like it, you know. He just does. He just hates him, hates him, and he says yeah. to him, "He touched me." And, yeah. uh, and the look at him, he goes, "No, he didn't. I made that up. Shouldn't have done that." It's just, it's, it's just. It's, it's, it's when she, it's when she turns turns to face him, and she's like, "Sean," and it's like as soon as she says it, it's like, "Oh, yeah, you 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 you've gone a step too far. You've though. crossed the line despite now, ev- despite everything." You've crossed the line, though, and it takes that. Yeah, <laughs> quite rightly, you know. <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, it's it it it, it it's it's the, the dynamic is so brilliantly done. But what I like as well, 
and I know we crisscross a little bit. Do you know when the actual breakup of um, Sean and um, uh, why is my mind gone blank? And, uh, and his Liz, girlfriend, Liz, Lizzie, yeah, Liz, Liz, sorry, yeah, and um, it, you know, and it, you've got like a flatmates in the background, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know, and it everything seems so relatable, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> when he, when she slams the door and him and um, David Dillamaran's character comes up behind him to, to espouse some wisdom, and he takes his glasses off to clean them. Yeah. And Sean turns on and goes, "Oh, just back off, four right? And turns <laughs> on and he hasn't got his glasses on. It's little, <laughs> it's little things like that. Like um, I like jumping ahead when he's got the dart in his head and he oh, the dart. Do you know, yeah, and, but it, it, it's the little squirt of blood. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's like little things like that. Just sort of, I just add to the whole. It really does. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, when we go back to the beginning where you got sort of, you know, Sean and Ed and they sat in the pub after they've broken up, uh, as Sean mm. has broken up, and they're talking about everybody in the pub and, like, the backstories yeah. for all the different characters <laughs> in there is just, you know. Yeah, bigamist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, co- Cafe uh, Olay. <laughs> for you. <laughs> going, back, going, going back to the DVD, have a look at the outtakes of that scene. Oh. That. They must have. They must have tried to shoot that, and I think you can actually see in the film Simon Pegg's face from where he's cra- he's he's folded yeah. before. It's where he's been crying, laughing about Nick Frost is saying to him. Yeah. Have a look at the, the outtakes. Oh my God, they're they're amazing. And he, they're absolutely well, amazing. He, he says, "But you know, so and so says the dogs can't look up. They can't. Yeah, they can't. It's, but it's like a proper discussion that people. Yeah, it is a discussion yeah. that people. Have. It's just, it's absolutely the, the, wonderful." The rifle above the bar. Yeah. <laughs> the trophy wife. The trophy wife. <laughs> no. Might, might have been about 50 years ago, but not oh, now. Oh, it's just, it's it's amazing. And the fact then that they come home and they're absolutely, you know, that moment where they do it, they, they're, they're walking home and they say yeah. white lines. And yeah. That is, that is a brilliant, brilliantly, and the, the shot itself looks amazing. Oh, well, it's stunning! It? This film is stunning to look at. It's it's I, so sure, well lit not, as well. I'm not sure if let me just confirm if Bill Bill Pope shot it. I'm not sure. No, uh, David Dunlop. Oh, David, right, David right. Dunlop was the was the uh, was the DP on this. Was the cinematographer oh, right, on this? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. brilliant. It's just brilliant. You know, and they got their um, whether you get the famous sort of in the garden scene, where you've got you know their um, what I love about that the zombie girl in the in the garden actually got her own backstory in an issue of two thousand AD. <laughs> She's actually on the tills during the credit sequence. Yeah, isn't she? yeah, and pretty yeah. much all the extras that you see all come back at the end. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. zombies, it's, it's it's it that goes back to Pete saying a line to Ed, "Why don't you go and live in the fucking shed?" Yeah, yeah. You know, it's also they're talking about the scene in the garden with the records. Can I just show you something? Yes. Oh. Blue Monday. Oh, 
12 inch. Oh. I ha- I have one. Oh, it's th- that's not one. a 180 though, is it? It's an original. That's an original, mate. Oh. Look at it. Oh. Room. Oh, it's beautiful. I, ha- I have it. I have it. And, they, and it's mad to think, going off on tangent, New Order lost millions on this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big, biggest, biggest selling 12-inch single of all time. And Never made a penny. Money on it. <laughs> Never made a penny on it. There it is. Oh, it's there stunning. It oh, it's beautiful. There it is. Oh, look at that. What if... I know we're on a podcast, but... Oh, you just... Oh, did you hear that, people? Did you hear the noise of it going back into the... Pay- oh, God, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> just wonderful, wonderful yes. stuff. I love the way in which that they are discussing their record collection, though, before they throw it. I, I would be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, I, it's like, it's like the Stone Roses keep that second coming. I like it, you know. And yeah, it, uh, it, and it Chardy bin it. Batman. would that be a hard call for you being a Prince fan? Oh, I gotta be honest. Don't have I got the Batman soundtrack? I, uh, I might, I might relinquish it. Saying that though, Party Man's on it. Party Man's terrific. But Bat Dance is one of the weirdest songs ever, and got the number one in in this country. Yeah, it was the number one single. But if you go back, if you go back and listen to Bat Dance, it's bizarre. It's like yeah. four or five songs in trying to be in like a like a. Like a four-minute pop single, it's, it's weird beyond belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one of the other bits that I love in this is where they come up with a plan, and it's been. And, I mean, one of the things during the whole COVID thing is the number of people who've sort of, you know, always said, you know, go, end up, you know, end up at the Winchester till it all blows over. However, the one thing I love in this is that every single time the apology to Philip at the end of it gets less and less. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And I actually wrote in my notes the plan. We've all done it. Yeah, we've all done it at some point. Oh, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. What? What? What if? And it's like, well, we've all done it. We've all, we've all, as a group of friends, filmmakers, whatever, sat down and we've gone. Well, what about if this this happened? We've all had that. Oh yeah. We'll do this, and the more ridiculous, the better, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I you know, the, there's that sort of moment where, you know, where the pair of them are absolutely wankered, and they get the DJ, you know, they they get the, they're playing the records and they mix in, and like <laughs> Peter Serevenovich comes down and it's like, oh my god, you could just see the absolute hatred in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we've. We've all we've all had a row for playing music too loudly at three o'clock in the morning, haven't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> However, we did have a neighbour at one time. Um, bless him, and he's he's amazing. He is absolutely amazing. But he clearly, you know, occasionally he'd get on the ones and twos himself, and there's nothing quite as excruciatingly painful at half past, le- half past eleven, twelve o'clock at night, just where you're drifting into unconsciousness, and suddenly you hear. Doo, 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 doo. And all of like it feels like everything in your house is like bouncing to the beat. It's just like oh god. A, a true story. This kind of relates almost. Um, one of my very good friends went to university in Leicester, right? Yeah. And when his first year, 
obviously they put up in residence. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me that he bought a single, a CD single. I forget what it was. He put it on and he just popped out to go and see a mate living in the same dorm or yeah. whatever, right? He returned two days later. Yeah. After being here and falling there <laughs> and doing this, right? To find that same CD single had been stuck on repeat for two days. <laughs> Nobody questioned it. Nobody did anything about it. Nobody nope. came on to him. And this is pre-mobile phones. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and, you know, tried to find him. But he said, yeah, two days, that CD thing, I, I can't think what it was. It was stuck on repeat for the best part of 48 hours. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, when we the other scene I love, I absolutely love in this, is the doppelganger scene. It's brilliant. And... I've got a story about Jessica Hines. All right. I went to Alton Towers many moons ago. <laughs> right. Alton Towers. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I, I'm with you on that. It's just a fact, right, that obviously we do have people who listen across the world. And yeah. we have been incredible. We, this is a very, very UK-centric episode already. Well, the, so be it. And, you know, so be it. And you started a story with, a story about that. I went to Alton Towers. <laughs> yeah, Alton Towers is a theme park set in beautiful Staffordshire. It, yeah. It, it, it's standing in the gardens are incredible. And um, people flock from all over the UK to go there. Mm. Or they did before we were all told not to leave the house. But leave um, the house. Don't leave the house. But, yes, but don't leave go the house. Go to work. But you, can leave, but you can leave the house. Don't use but public don't transport, but go to work. Don't leave the house. Yeah. yeah. Except you know, in Wales, clear, like, where it's very yes. clear. Stay in the fucking house. Yes. And um, what have we done? We've stayed in the fucking house. Exactly. Um, me, my then girlfriend, her mate, and a friend went to... Alton Towers, just on a whim. Should we go to Alton Towers? Yeah, come on. It's a good three and a half hour drive, isn't yeah, it? To, yeah, yeah. Uh, to there. But we got there. And literally, we get through the gates. And um, as you go in, you've got that big fountain type thing as you're going through. And, yeah. And uh, my mate comes up to me and sort of leans over my shoulder and goes, uh, girl from space just sat over there, look. And I'm like, uh, what? What are you on about? And... Sat just over on the fountain, sort of looking, just waiting for someone, I assume, was Jessica Stevenson. And I was like, oh, I've got this thing, though. Do you know when you see somebody famous, I don't approach them. It's very rarely I will approach somebody yeah, famous yeah. and speak to them, right? So I was like, oh, Jessica Stevenson. So anyway, we go about our, our day on rides and whatnot. I then see... Um, there's a, there's a, some basketball game, and um, me and my mate were having a go because we weren't competitive at all. No, no, so no. many baskets as well. And there's a group of people stood by the side of us, and and to the corner of my eye, I'd see one of them sort of standing back a little bit. And one of the women saying to this bloke, Oh, Jason, come on, um, come and join in. And he's like, No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I just looked, and I looked again, and it was like, That's Jason Orange from Take That. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is another celeb I've seen, right? There we are. So anyway, we go for a 
we go on further rides, we go for a walk, we go, etc. Oh, I could murder a drink. Does anybody want a drink? Yes. We find a little takeaway thing in Alton Tower, sit down, and we're having a can of Coke or whatever it is. And sat on the table opposite this is the comedian Alan Davis, <laughs> who people will know as Jonathan Creek, perhaps. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my God, there's Alan Davis. And it's just one day, three celebrities. And I didn't speak to any of them. Didn't take pictures, nothing. Well, and, and, and that's really nice, I suppose. You know, it's quite, it's quite respectful, isn't it? Because I suppose you're out at a theme park, you don't want somebody diving all over no. you and sort of... No, no. And much like when I went to New York last year, we were checking into the hotel and stood at the check-in desk was Mark Miller. Nice. Who wrote Kickass and Kingsmen and all the rest? And I led my wife and I said, Do you know that man is there? And she said, I haven't got a fucking clue. So, um... <laughs> when I was in New York, I nearly got roughed up by P. Diddy's bodyguards. Oh. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. I was walking down the street completely oblivious, you know, Welsh in New York. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> big, you. <laughs> Just completely wandering around. And then this oh. massive, like, cavalcade appears. And outstep what I could only describe as the three biggest black men I've ever seen in my entire life. And then, like, mm-hmm. parting of the sea. And there's I'm sort of meandering through. And suddenly P. Diddy is, uh, is being ushered by his entourage out. And all I could think of was, fucking rude. I was walking here. Yeah? <laughs> it's a bit rude. Yeah. Um, we went to the theatre in New York to watch The Ferryman with Paddy Considine, funnily enough. Nice. <clears throat> and um, directed by Sandman Minnis, I've just mm. realised as well. Yeah. And um, so we're watching this, and my wife said, the one thing I want to do other than, you know, Ellis Island, Statue yeah. of Liberty, I want to go to the theatre. So yeah, okay. And I was like, right, I am doing a musical. There's no way I am doing a musical. See? And she went, all right. But I saw The Ferryman advertising. I said, what do you think about that? You know, serious drama. And she went, Let's do it. We couldn't get tickets to Kill a Mockingbird with yeah. um, with Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Um, but we got tickets for the ferryman, and, and we sat down, and it's intense. It's blah blah blah. And during the intermission, my mate goes, oh, "I'm just gonna go and grab a drink or a snack." So I'm like, "Yeah, cool." And then so I got up, stretched my legs, and I turned around, and there's this woman sort of stood up, and she's having a stretch and whatnot, and just nodding it, and then. Turn back around and this guy sort of walks up behind me to this woman and goes, I loved your last show. I thought it was terrific. And all of you, I'll thank you and all of this. I'm sitting down and I'm playing a call and going, oh, that, that might be somebody famous. And I'm, she looked familiar. I can't think what. And then my wife comes back, sits down and we watch the rest of the show. We get up to leave. So I look at the woman again and I'm like, oh, you do look familiar. Can't say what it is. And then it's literally as we get outside the theatre, my wife goes, you know that was sat behind us. I was like, no. And it was Sandra Bernhard. <laughs> and she actually put on her Instagram feed that the playbill, the the um Yeah, 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 yeah. The booklets you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, picture of it on her Instagram feed. Saw this, Paddy Constantine's brilliant, great show, blah blah. And my course, well, I'd noticed that the she hasn't mentioned the Welsh blokes out in front of it almost dozed off during the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a little bit of jet lag here, I'm not going to say it, but I sort of nodded slightly at see, one point. I but, went to see uh, Avenue Q. I had a blast. Puppets being rude. Well, I see I, I would have done I would have done that, but I, I wasn't going to go and 
suffer Phantom of the Opera. Or... No, you know, puppets having sex on stage. Yeah, you can't go wrong, can you? Anyway, yeah. so do- anyway. the doppelganger scene. I mean, that doppelganger scene is amazing. Where you got you got Sean, Liz, D- Diane, Barbara, Ed, and they run into like the alternate universe people. So you've got you got people from the office. You got people from Black Books in there. You got people from um, League of, League, um, League of Gentlemen. You've got um, uh, we've got Black Space. Books. You spaced. It's amazing. It's absolutely Little, amazing. And it's the fact Little that they, yeah, and it's the fact that they all sort of interact with each other just by going, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh. yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it's 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 really quite clever, isn't it? Because they sort of the crossing of each other, isn't it? You know, they, she's clearly leading them to safety while he's leading them to absolute you know, destruction, <laughs> yeah, an absolute danger, isn't it? You know, but um, yeah, it's terrific. It's really done. It's really well done. Really yeah, well it done. is. And I love you know the scene where they are pretending to be zombies oh, when they're being dead, and the line where she turns round to them and says, I, "I like you know, like a drunk who's lost a thought." <laughs> It's it's just so it's you know, brilliant, right? I got it written down. Must speak to who about Diane's method and the the warm up, you know, and it's, just check it all out, check it out. And like I was like, oh, who's going to relate to that? So oh, I, do you know what? I've been there where people have gone. <laughs> now let's shake it out, darling. <laughs> yes. Now think about this moment. Just just take that. Take a moment. Play for real, yeah. you know. And you just think, oh yeah, whatever. You know, I'm a firm believer in what you know. Laura, Laurence Olivier said to Dustin Hoffman, "Just try acting, dear boy." Stop. <laughs> make it up, there. Make it up. Yeah. Make it up. Now, this, you know this. Uh, you know, you get these amazing scenes in here. And one of the great scenes, of course, is the fence jumping scene. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah. which is brilliant, and the fact that he uses you know you, you get the use of the. Um, the swing ball, he swings her, hits him with the ball, which is just <laughs> yeah. And what I like is when he's tussling with that, he it, it it crashes back to um Liz and Diane, and they make a nice stabbing motion, and they yeah. both go, eh, eh, isn't it? So in, in sync with each other, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant thing. And you know, the fact that nothing, anything, everything that Sean does in this goes wrong. Oh yeah, he doesn't make right. a single right decision in this, but he is no. so convinced. He is so convinced by everything that he does. Well, he ultimately is responsible for the death of his intimate I mean, circle. Yeah, you know the death of his of his girlfriend's best friends. Mm-hmm. The death of his best friend. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I haven't said that though. You, you, Diane, when she chases after, you know, the six different parts that her boyfriend is now in, and yeah. she goes into the zombie throng. Yeah. That's the last you see of her. Yeah. Yeah. There is a DVD. There is a DVD extra explaining what happened to her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's it's done in a comic book style. It's it's all drawn out. And, she, and Lucy Davis actually does the voiceover for it as well, which yeah. I, I thought was a brilliant little touch. Um, but, yeah, so he's responsible for the, the death of David, yeah. of Ed, of yeah. his mum. Yeah. Um, 
who else? No, there's three he's responsible for. Pretty much his intimate circle, you know, and he nearly does get himself and his girlfriend killed. <laughs> yeah. And he burns his favourite pub down. Yeah, and it takes the intervention of his ex-girlfriend who saves him. Yes. Yes. From, with with that phalanx of army personnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I love the fact that it's sort of, you know... And even down to his choice of weapon that he carries with him is very, very British. The fact he's got a cricket bat. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. I, I, and, and the thing is, that setup is so simple to replicate at Halloween, which I've done. I've yes. Done, I, I even have a pair, and I didn't buy them because they were in the film. I have a pair, the same Air Force One trainers that Ed wears. Yeah. Red- <laughs> I've got a pair. I have got a pair. <laughs> I have a pair. So, uh, yeah, we've all done, uh, you know, and we've all done Sean and dress up. And there's that great moment. Is that wonderful where they're all hiding. And then Ed's phone goes, goes off. And it's his weed dealer. <laughs> yeah. And, he's, yeah. and, 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 and they're, they're, they're all like going... What are you doing? He goes, shh, shh. Yeah, and then he goes off and has a conversation. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's, you know, you're going back to the, um, the pretend to be zombies. Yeah. And he goes, uh, I'll do it on the night. Yeah, like, yeah. This is the fucking night, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know. Class. Class. And I mean, it's the fact that, again, he can't work the gun. He can't work the rifle at first. <laughs> you know, he sets yeah. fight to the bar and he leaves, he's left the bullets on top of the bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is, it, you know, there are amazing, amazing scenes in it. And there's like some great, this, and there's some great one-liners. There are some great, you know, fuck-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> you know, yeah. there are some amazing one-liners in this. And I mean, like, sort of, um, you know, and like, well, I know we're all over the place on this one, so we just got to go, go with it. When he goes to the yeah. shop, and it's clear that obviously spends a lot of time just walking into the corner shop, picking up different bits, and he has an entire conversation with a guy who's just totally, just totally been, you know, been eviscerated, and he slips on the blood, doesn't even notice, yeah. puts the pound coin yeah. down, and just leave, yeah. and just ta-da, and then what's the what's the yeah, what's the shop owner's name? Um... Oh, um, the the shop owners. But there's a really clever thing in the shot in that, in that obviously there's all music being played from Bollywood films. Yeah. And where the newscaster breaks in and is speaking in Hindi, the actual line that he's saying, the dead have arisen from the grave. (laughs) Which is, which is absolutely superb. I love that. Um, I can't remember the guy's name now. Is it Vincent or something? Yeah, it's like something that? like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Really something really, really simple. Well, Wilson? Yeah, it might be Wilson. Nelson. Nelson. Yes, Nelson. It's Nelson. It's Nelson. Nelson. And, he's, and, and the first time he goes into the shop and he goes, no no, no beers today, my friend. And, you know, so it sort of shows the levels <laughs> of, of his shopping habits, shall we say. And, um, but, uh, yeah. Well, if you um, if you want to go down that route, um, we when we lived in uh, Blackwood, we lived opposite a Chinese takeaway. Yeah. To the point where I would phone, and they would just go, "Lie ten minutes and put the phone down." <laughs> for the entire no, time, for the entire time that we um, lived in Blackwood, I couldn't change my order because I didn't have enough time. 
<laughs> She'd even bring it over for us. She was amazing. Uh, so you can Jade... go shop local here. Yeah, Jade Fountain in Blackwood. Superb. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. But it's just for years, it was just like, Lloyd, 10 minutes, boom, phone down. <laughs> Oh, dear, 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 yeah. Now, obviously... I just... I, no, go on. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, on, go you know, the fact that, like, you know, he doesn't make a single, you know, a single right choice in this. But it, what I really love is it is quite literally, if you need to try and explain film theory in this film, uh, into somebody, you can directly use um, Shaun of the Dead. Because there is the perfect example of Chekhov's gun with a gun. So, like, Chekhov's gun is the theory that, you know, you, you see something that later on in the film will play a, will play a huge part. Quite literally, yeah, yeah. You know, the Winchester is the biggest, is the best example of Chekhov's gun. You know, this is not even real. Of course, and then he finds out it is real. It's just, it's absolutely, absolutely superb. Superb. What are yeah. you... What Speaking are you, of the... Go on, go on what were you saying? I was going to say, speaking of the Winchester, we must speak about the Queen sequence. Now, oh. Edgar Wright has come out. Edgar Wright has come out and said he's a massive Queen fan, huge, huge Queen fan. So much so that he actually used um, Brighton Rock in Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The op- the opening from Sheer Heart Attack, I think. It yes. Is. But the thing is, I think that that scene it was it's a massive precursor. To Baby Driver ultimately getting oh, yeah, because completely. of you know the synchronicity and um, who, who put this on? It's come on random, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and they 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 hit they, they're all attacking a clearly padded John from the wind. Yeah, wind. So, yeah. He's a big bloke, but he's he looks you know he looks bigger. He looks slightly bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. You know, it's so brilliantly done, and I like the little cut back to um, Sean's mum and Diane. They they bobbing. Yeah, they bobbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great, and and it's a great, and like even the camera movement to it is just superb. And it's just that it is. It's a brilliant, brilliant scene. One of my other favourite bits is where you get the classic no with the bandit with the fruit machine. Yeah, because he, he goes just... And the thing is, they're so swept up. Then. When he when Ed goes up to Liz, he goes, Liz, have you got a pound? And he's... Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you are a little boy, go away now. Just just leave the adults discussing, yeah, you know, yeah. the apocalypse. And um, <laughs> and then it's like when he, when he drops the bandit and it's like, Ed, no! <laughs> and I love the fact that Sean, he does that heroic moment and he has the whole, I'm going to lead them away. Mm. And he does the runner, and then like he forgets yeah. to close the back door. But there's that moment where he's going, Sean. He's going, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, they turn the light yeah. on, and they're all there. Yeah. Turns the light back off, <laughs> and he pulls the blind down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I just thought of another one like that. Yeah, yeah. We had our jabs when we went to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. 
I'm not being funny. You're not going to get malaria and go into the Isle, the Isle of Wight, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's these just, days, yeah. who knows? Well, yeah, well, you might get a bit more. I mean, this is it's so well written. It is just... And it's so... It, it adheres to so many different rules and it keeps it, it, it it's like the ultimate fan film in so many ways mm-hmm. and the fact that you, you know the fact that edgar wright is a huge queen fan you get queen in there they're both fans of romero's none of the zombies run in this um no you know there's nods to films like or there's nods to reservoir dogs there's nods to you know like we said your day of the dead night of the dead dawn of the dead there's nods to sort of the succession of British comedy. Um, Resident Evil video games as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which, which they did address in space, but, um, you know the video game that, that um, Ed is playing in this? Yeah, you know no, what, what is? is it? Uh, time Crisis 2. Ah! Was it time? Well, no, it's not Time Crisis. It's Time... Time Splitters 2. I'll play that one. Not played it. Oh, I, I, I had it when I had a PS2. It was a fantastic game. It was real good shooter in fairness. But, um, yeah, and it, 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 it's like you say, it's like a collage of everything that they love, isn't it? You know, the, the only thing that isn't referenced is, is Star Wars, I suppose, isn't it? Star Wars isn't referenced. I don't think, I can't see like there's an outright, outright Star Wars reference in it. No, thinking about it, because... It is like a pot of cult of, of the, the things in their orbit, isn't it? And it's, I think they did enough of that in space, mind, isn't it? I don't think they needed to put it into a horror film, did they? No, so. no, no. And I tell you what, you know, there is a very, very man moment, a typical man best friend moment where the dying Ed farts. All right. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's very. It's, it's, not it's very NPC, but we've all done it. We have, and yeah, you know, let's put our hands up and say yes, we have done it. But it's very, very funny, you know. And he's like, "I love you, man," isn't he? You know. Yeah. And he goes, "I'm sorry, Sean." Yeah. But um, no, it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a it's a very it's a very. Man, as you say, man thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose, you know... A bloke thing, isn't it? And I suppose, you know, Ed and, you know, Ed and Sean are life partners. (laughs) Non-sexual life partners. Yeah, 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 they are. They're non-sexual life partners in the fact that, you know... And there's a brilliant, brilliant moment where, you know, you got David saying, it wasn't me blowing our cover by having an argument with my boyfriend. And Sean, he's not my boyfriend. It's like such a... (laughs) It's such a childish thing to do, but it's 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 goes. I mean, it's not my boyfriend. And he hands him a pint of lager and goes, "It's uh, it's not very really cold because the uh, the electrics off." And he goes, uh, "Thanks, babe." Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, it's just it's just so it's just a natural pattern, isn't it? You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it 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 is, and it, I suppose it is it is as much a story about Sean trying to rescue Liz, and you know rekindle that relationship but it's also a love story about two best friends isn't it absolutely absolutely and it's it's that sort of it's quite an interesting you know if you wanted to get really kind of deep in it it's quite an interesting sort of um uh, exploration of sort of modern masculinity in terms of like you've got two characters who spend so much time together that realistically mm. they probably know each other better than their partners actually know each other yeah yeah i i completely agree 
I completely agree. Um, there is something I, I've, I, I wanted to ask you um, about Nick Frost's Clyde impression. Oh, it's perfect. Can we, can we talk about where that comes from? Well, any which way but loose. Right down yeah, turn, Clyde. Then, yeah, but let me... It's only when I went back to this film and I, and I, I wrote down Clyde impression and then I thought, that comes from those films. Every which way but lose, any which way you can. Yeah. And you call, you called it exactly which what loose. I wrote down. Any which way but yeah. loose, yeah, I know. I, I, I just exactly. clicked on that now, yeah. <laughs> Every, I, that's exactly the way I wrote it down yeah. my note. Any which way you lose, right? Yeah. That's not what the film is called, right? And then I thought to myself, they are too deeply, deeply, deeply weird films. They're terrible as well. I haven't seen either of them in years and years and years, right? But I just thinking, well, what is it? What 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 are those films about? Do you want to know the and most terrifying like, thing? They are the most financially successful Clint Eastwood films. No, they yeah, can't be. They, they are the most what? successfully yeah. That in terms what? of the, their initial box office, right? right? They were for the vast majority, possibly still are. You have to double check. Clint Eastwood's best box office films. Because even though critically he's always been a, you know, everybody loves them, but actually they made more money than any of these other films. Shana Duvira, the Black Spiders. Mate, I honestly, I just can't get my head. And this is the thing, though, and this is why I said to you before we started, I'm going to bring something up. It's going to go off on a random tangent, even more so. Yeah. All the tangents we've done before, now, this is the one. <laughs> this is a tangent-filled episode. Yeah, go on. <laughs> They're such weird, weird concept films. And look, I know weird concept and the 1970s and 1980s shouldn't come into it. But the thing is, if right, this put this into into sort of a modern setting. Do you see Bradley Cooper at the height of his powers making a film with an orangutan as his best mate? <laughs> I don't think he. I don't. Do you know what though? I don't think anybody would have the balls to make. Let, let, let's break down the story right of this. You have a bare knuckle boxer who lives with his mother, his brother. And, a, and an orangutan and is menaced by the worst biker gang in the world where, you know, the the, the the orangutan knocks them out regularly. You know, a bird flipping, police car shitting in orangutan. How? How? And, and I thought I thought when I went, when I looked back at them and I was like, "Well, who made these films?" And <laughs> the, the first one was made by a game called James Fargo, who'd made some other films. But the other, the, the second one, any which way you can, was made by Buddy Van Horn. But Buddy Van Horn has made loads of Clint films. Yeah, yeah. He made, he made. Um, most notably, I suppose, The Enforcer, one of the Dirty Harry sequels. Great film. Great film. And um, and I was looking, he made a couple of others. He made... Oh, High Plains Drifter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. 
I think it's. I think he did. No, did oh. he direct Type Planes Drifter? Or is it one of his? No. Um... He, he's done a couple of Clint Westerns. Let me just quickly look. I know. Yeah, High Plains Drifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was great film. Great film. But um... really dark. He also did. Um, he also worked stunts on In the Line of Fire. Um, I mean, he, you know, he's got a. I think he's, he's. You know, he's directed three films. He did. Um, and he's done. He did any which way you can. Uh, the Deadpool, Pink Cadillac. Um, he did the Enforcer. I think he did the Enforcer. Was it only three films? He's no, he did, it's the Deadpool. He did not the Enforcer. It's the Deadpool. Sorry, sorry. With Jim Carrey. With a young, yeah, Jim Carrey, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Guns and Roses. <laughs> I know. Just the Guns and Roses always leave that bit out of their uh, of their, their repertoire, don't they? <sighs> I, 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 I think the last time I saw the Deadpool, I thought it's really substandard, isn't it? It's, oh, not, it's terrible, terrible. It's thing. not good, is it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's a bit of fun, but it's not a great. If, if yeah. where you sort of compare with Dirty Harry started off, and then you get you know you get yes. Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, um, Sudden <laughs> Impact, the Force. You get all of those, you know, and they they really you know they are good films. They get less and less as they go along, and mm. then you get Deadpool. And then you know it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's it, it's like it'd be like Harrison Ford coming back to make another Indiana Jones film, wouldn't it? Oh, who who in their right mind would ever do that? I know. And bear in mind, Harrison Ford is eighty next year. Do you know that? Jesus Christ, eighty. I know. And he's still running around with his whip. Now, what are your highlights <laughs> for this one? What are your highlights for Shaun of the Dead? Um, let's think. The opening scene in the pub is yeah. definitely simply because it sets out what's going to happen for the the tone of the rest of the film. Yeah. The morning after, where he goes to the shop, and where you've seen the the scene five minutes before. Yeah. And it's sort of replayed now, but in the apocalypse, and he's oblivious yeah. to it. The, the slip in the blood, the bloody handprint on the fridge. Yeah. 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 Um, the initial um, is a girl in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 record the record selection. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, the 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 rescue then of his mum. Yeah. The Queen sequence. Yeah. Um, and the goodbye, I suppose, really, off the top of my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you know, they, they, they're the ones that sort of um, stand out, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, just briefly. Who oh, just briefly. Yeah. I've got connecting showing on my thing on the top. No, you're still coming through, Bia. Oh, cool. You're still coming through. Coming there. through loud and clear. Um, oh, no, I you're all good. No, you're all good. Oh, cool. Cool. You're all good. I mean, this. I mean, this. Like, l- pretty much all the stuff you said. But do you know what? That is that. How this film really shows just how British this film is. When Pete gets up to shout at them when they play in their uh, music in the one, he actually is really polite at asking them to turn it down. He's re- <laughs> he, he's fairly polite, and the only moment that he gets arsy. Is when Ed 
insults him. That's when that's that's the bit that just like pushes him over because he's pretty, you know, even though he's pissed off, he's sort of just like, you know, he's, he's fairly look. I understand. Look, you go, your missus is broken up. But can we just turn it down, please? And then Ed says something to him. He's like, right, that's it. But it's the well, fact he does, that he, turn, he, he, he goes, he goes, and he turns and he goes, and he goes, oh, we're just, you know, uh, we just, yeah, okay, okay. And he turns and Ed goes, prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what the kids do in school. Yep. Yeah. My daughter did it to me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's but it's but it's that sort of that moment in there that that actually it is this film is sort of so quintessentially British in so many ways, but yet it is able to sort of cross so many bridges. It's it's funny, it's gory. The scene where um, Sean's mother dies is brilliantly yeah. acted. Is 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 so yeah. well done, um, and even yeah. the scene you know where it's you know where you know Bill Nye finally bites. Bites the you know bites the dirt. It's it's just it's it's so well done. It's so yeah. well done. David Steff is yeah. a direct homage to Day of the Dead. Yes, it is where um you get the famous choke on me line. Um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. And I mean, it is very much that direct with that that direct homage where they are just ripping his bits, yeah. his guts out, and they just yeah. sort of uh, and the yeah. fact they're holding on to his legs. Yeah, and I don't and even know why. Have you noticed? I've actually got my arms up as if I'm holding his legs. <laughs> but the best part of that scene is obviously he gets ripped apart. They fall backwards with body parts. Yeah, and, you know, and Diane runs out to the pen, going, "I'm coming, David." Yeah, you know, and <laughs> you've just seen him torn to seven pieces. Why would you run out in a blind? It's adrenaline, yeah. probably, isn't it? But. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tremendous. It, it is, is tremendous. It is, and it's so well done. You know, you get that sort of... There's that, you know, there's the Mexican standoff scene where you've got, you know, it's you know they, they, they're getting ready for it, and they've got the rifle. He's got two yeah. broken bottles. Somebody picks up a corkscrew, and then they stood there with a lampshade. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, it, and it's the irony of... Um, Pete making his way to the Winchester and ultimately biting Ed. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's another death. There's another death Sean is responsible for. Yeah. Because he, he actually kills him outright, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Shoots he, him yeah, he shoots him in the head. He shoots I'll be, him in the head. he is dead already. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, this is so, <laughs> so, so clever. Um, and I mean, you know, I don't, you know, we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours on this. So here's the big one. Here's the big one. What would you score this? Eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten? Mm. Like, we... like, as I said earlier, it's it's terrific. It's entertaining. It's not Citizen Kane. Not that it, like, <laughs> I think Citizen Kane is the greatest film ever made, right? Yeah. But it's, it's eight and a half out of ten. I think it's probably pushing a nine, but it's brilliant. Yeah. Is it is it Edgar Wright's best film? I I personally don't think so. Okay, so I I'm, I'm assuming you're a Scott Pilgrim man. Well, it is between Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. Because I'd probably say Baby Driver is a bet is a slightly better film than uh, than Scott Pilgrim. Scott Scott Pilgrim works. Oh yeah, absolutely. Works. It works brilliantly, and it's it's the visuals are spectacular in, yeah. in some scenes and whatnot. 
Um, but I, th- I think overall, Baby Driver just gets it so right. I yeah. mean, ev- everything about Baby Driver works perfectly because of Edgar Wright. It yeah. really does. Even down to the Michael Myers masks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is genius. Yeah. A genius idea. Yeah. Genius idea. But yeah. I I think I do think it's between Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. And I I probably agree with you. Out of the two, I've seen Baby Driver more. I well, I own Baby Driver. I don't yeah. own Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But my my son my son is 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 all over these films, these um Edgar Wright films. Yeah. And he actually watched Scott Pilgrim for the first time the week before last and he came to me and he said, That Scott Pilgrim's brilliant, isn't it? I was like, Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And he's like, Well, why haven't you got it? And I was like to be continued. You've got a good question. Yeah, for me, I think Sean is a nine. It's a nine. I mean, yeah. you know, I love zombies. I love, I love, you know, I love every nod in this film. And I think, you know, we yeah. could spend all day talking about the various yeah. references in it. But this is just, and it's such a feel-good film. Yeah, it, it, nah, nah, no, that's, some, that's, that's a real valid point, that is, because I'm surprised we haven't brought, that hasn't been, we, that one of us hasn't brought that up earlier, because... It's it's going back to when we were talking earlier about the comfort, you know, the 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 the, 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 the oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Okay, let's get a, let's get a family room together and watch Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is bizarre it? when you think about it, you know. It's... But that's that that's the standing of the film, you know. You, you can give, give forgive the odd naughty word here and there. Yeah. You know, you can you could forgive like the random violence in it. Not that it is that gory compared to other zombie films however it's do you know actually well it it is you know in fairness it is because i mean david's death is you know like i said it's that direct nod to the to that amazing amazing scene in day of the dead and like some of the other like you know even down to like the the dart in the head is like (laughs) but because this film is so charming and is so warm and you know, and, and and you like the characters, even though they dicks yeah. at times. You like, you know, you like yeah. Sean, you like Ed, you know, even David mm. has his moments where you just think, oh, even when he's getting ripped to pieces, you know, yeah, you just sort of you have that moment for it, you know. And I'm, you know, and to be fair to Kate Ashfield as Liz, even though her character could be really sort of like the nagging girlfriend or you just think oh why is he bothering to save her i think she's superb in it absolutely superb and you know uh lucy davis is hilarious in it she's absolutely she's hilarious well i was going to say though with regards to the cast you know if you look at what what came after then simon Pegg became tom cruise's best mate um nick frost has had a very successful career since yeah. you know he appeared in those two um, Snow White films, which were massive successes. Yeah. And he's been in plenty of other things. Yeah. Out of all, all of the cast, the one I'm surprised at, and she still has worked uh, continuously, is Kate Ashfield sort of never went up that level out of all of the cast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think she sort of, and, in terms of her career, I mean, you look at some of like, her choices. I mean, she's got 78 credits to her name. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what I mean. She's, she's still worked on a regular basis. And you know, continuously. But I I would have thought that perhaps she would have kicked on, because if you look then at Hot Fuzz, 
and you look at the, the cast involved in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I mean, you've got uh, Rafe Spall is back. Yeah. Paddy Considine. Um, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his face? Jim Broadbent. Yeah, Jim Broadbent. Martin Freeman. Um, you get. Yeah. You know, um, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. I love right. Timothy then, Dalton in that. I love him. He's oh, amazing. He's, He's, he's amazing. He's and that that shot when he smirks at um, Nicholas Angel, and this photo behind him is exactly yeah. the same pose. Yeah, clearly, clearly pinched for me, Adrian, but it's such a brilliant gag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Bailey. And then you look at pops up in it. Bill Bailey. Yeah, Bill Bailey. And then you look at then the world's end. You know, when you look at the cast of adding, like I say, um, Eddie Marsan to the existing Martin Freeman. Yeah. You know, and and Paddy Considine again, and um, what's the faces in it? Um, oh, Gone Girl. Um, uh, names names are escaping me. Um, um, oh no, no! If only there Rose, was Rosamund Pike. Pike. Notice Rosamund how we Pike both did that. That's it. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, Your Pierce Brosnan, yeah, Brosnan Pike, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Michael Smiley. Yeah, I love Michael Smiley. I, I love, do, Michael, I love Smiley. Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley's in that um, Come to Daddy, the Elijah Wood film. Is he? I'll have to have a look at. It. Yes, David Bradley. Yes. David Bradley's in it. Yeah, uh, who's yeah. a superb, yeah. superb, superb actor, David Bradley. Uh, you know, it's a great, great, great. And then, and then you look there at the films that not within the universe of the actors involved. You know, the, the now disgraced Kevin Spacey, who's still, regardless of what you say, he was a brilliant actor. Yeah. Jimmy Fox, um, John Hamm. Yeah. Flea. Yeah. From the Chili Peppers. <laughs> which I was, I was so taken aback. It was like, oh my God, that's Flea. And then you remember Flea as acted in other stuff as well. Um, and then Scott Pilgrim, Scott, the Scott Pilgrim cast is immense. Michael Cera, yeah, and um, Jason Schwartzman, and you know, Jason Schwartzman is brilliant. Aubrey Plaza, yeah, he's brilliant. Brandon, Chris Evans, and Brandon Ruth though in Scott Pilgrim, yeah, are absolutely amazing. Kid yeah. Chris Evans, I just want to see those films that he made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, you've got to love Chris Evans, haven't you? Because, you know, obviously he's, you know, he is now Captain America. That's it. He is Captain yes. America. But actually, he's he's not a bad actor, you know, and he's done some really, you know, he's done some, some, some really good things. He doesn't take himself too seriously. No, no. And funny enough, I watched Snowpiercer again the other night. Mm. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it in years. And... He's brilliant in it, but I've forgotten what a weird film that is. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's an odd one. Really bizarre, really bizarre. And then, you know, director Bond goes on to make Oscar winners, you yeah. know, things like that. Yeah, I'm Have you seen Parasite yet? No. You still haven't seen Parasite? Still haven't seen, no, no. I, you still haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, I think. I think you... <laughs> Me cast her, Sue cast her, yeah. so, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome. My ribs are actually hurting from laughing. Um, so honestly, dude, thank you so much for being back on, my brother. Thank you, 
No probs, man. We will speak soon. We will. You take care, buddy. As always, I want to say a big thank you to my brother from another mother, Mr. Winston, for being on. Always a pleasure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for What the Wookiee Watched. And up first, we have got Doom Annihilation from 2019. Let's check out the trailer. Man received a distress signal moments before the base went offline. Move out. Die, die, die! What is going on? They opened up a portal down. Okay, that was the trailer for Doom Annihilation from 2019. This was written and directed by Tony Gigolo. Um, It stars uh, Amy Manson from uh, Torchwood, uh, Dominic uh, Maffin, Luke Allen Gale, James Webner. um, You you also get Clayton Adams, Nina Bergman, and a host of others. Um, What's the plot with this? Essentially, uh, a group of rough, tough Space Marines are sent to a, um, a sort of scientific, ex- you know, scientific sort of outpost on Mars, and suddenly things go wrong when they are overrun by ancient Mesopotamian demons. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Mars. Mesopotamian demons. Um, I mean, of course, this is based on or loosely based on the Doom franchise as the makers of the game uh, very, very quickly distanced themselves from this film. Um, If you look at IMDb, um, there are some really, really unfair and quite cruel comments about this film. Is it perfect? No. Does it throw every single space marine rough tough banter uh, cliche at the screen absolutely is it a lot of fun it is i really enjoyed this this is simple um this is simple filmmaking you take big guns zombie-esque sort of demons and people being eaten and shooting them and lots of running around and a lot of a lot of noise that is essentially it do not go into this expecting aliens because you're not going to get it some of the acting in this is interesting. Um, <laughs> some of the characters, I think, sort of, it does come across. You can see the cogs turning uh, with a couple of the actors in this. Um, and a few of the lines of dialogue does sort of go clunk. However, if you're a fan of the game, you're going to see lots of wonderful nods to this. I do think um, Amy Manson is absolutely superb in this. I think she really did a really, really good job. Um is it going to be in the top 100 films of all time? Absolutely not. Is it worth spending the best part of an hour and a half on a lazy Saturday, Sunday afternoon? Absolutely. Um, for me, it's a 6 out of 10. 
Okay, up next we have got the trailer for Doctor Sleep from 2019. Let's check it out. When I was a kid, there was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that lived there... They come back. Not many ride the bus this far north. You're running away from something. I'm running away from myself, I guess. You can hear me. You're magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it the shining. The world is a hungry place. A dangerous place. These people, they hurt people like us. These empty devils. They'll eat what chance. And they've noticed that little girl. Wow. Hi there. Get out of my head! Get out! I haven't felt power like that in so long. They're coming. Where are we going? There's a place. I'm ready. Yes, you run, dear. And then I will find you. And you will scream for years. Come play with us forever and ever. Okay, that was the trailer for 2019's Doctor Sleep, directed by Mike Flanagan, based on Stephen King's novel, uh, with a screenplay by Mike Flanagan. Uh, this, of course, stars Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Kylie Curon, Cliff Curtis, and a great cast. Um, I loved this film. I wasn't going into this expecting um, to love it as much as I did. I was going to thought I'd enjoy it. But I really, 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 really enjoyed this film. This is superb. Um, what it manages to do is it manages to straddle the um, the Kubrickian version. If that's a word, Kubrickian. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining, whilst also paying homage to um, Stephen King's version of The Shining. Um, and it sort of manages to pull those two together in a really in a, in a, in a wonderful cinematic way, um, I think Ewan McGregor is absolutely superb in this, and it's great to see him um, getting his teeth stuck into a role like this again. I thought he was really good. I think the storyline is interesting and sort of um, it's almost a, it's a little bit unexpected. You know, we get essentially what we have is the years following the events 
of The Shining um, and now adult Danny Torrance must protect a young girl with similar powers from a cult known as the True Knot. Um, and what I love about it is the fact that Danny hasn't sort of magically sort of shaken off um, the uh, the effects of what happened uh, to him and his mother up at the Overlook Hotel. Um, and he, for a fair chunk of this film, is not a particularly likeable character. Um, you feel sorry for him, but also you think you're a bit of a bastard on the quiet. Um, or not so much. Um, this is um, this this there's great performances in this. It's well shot. It's well executed. It's not slow or meandering. It's a very very good film. And I think this is one of those times where I think we're probably going to have to come back and dive much much deeper into this. Um, this it's it, honestly this is great for me. It's a nine out of ten. So ladies and gentlemen, our time is drawing to an end. And I, like I said at the start of the show, I hope you are all safe. I hope you are all well and your loved ones are safe and well. We are going through some absolutely crazy times now. Um, and it's affecting us all in many, many different ways. And I get, you know, I've been speaking to other sort of, um, you know, other co-hosts have been on the show and they're saying the same thing. It is crazy times. But please, please, please look after yourselves. Make sure that we're still socially distancing, guys. It hasn't gone away. Wash your hands. Yeah, you know, don't go out unless you have to. Make sure that you're not sort of, uh, you know, on the beach with, you know, 500 other people. It's not going to go away. And we need to look after each other. We need to be kind to each other. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there, whatever you are.